Hello, welcome to Solo Voice, a podcast series designed to help you master change within. Millions of people around the world are now awakening to the fact that changes in your life begins with changes in you. In Solo Voice, I share with you my experiences, thoughts and ideas that I have formed from my experience of helping people from all walks of life. So today as you listen to this podcast, you may discover something that might help you make a real change in your life. Today I'm going to answer the question, does NLP work? Yes, it does. And here is why. Every time someone asks me this question, does NLP really work? In my head, I complete the sentence saying, does NLP really work in able hands of someone who's well trained on it? NLP has been so powerful as someone in Mexico once said that it's been so well packed that it seems to work even with those who have absolutely no training with NLP. I'm using the word seems to work over here because it doesn't work in the hands of people who are not trained to do this properly. But it creates an illusion like something has shifted. So typically when you're looking at change work either in yourself or in others or influence in your communication there are two important measurements what is the immediate response and what is the response that is ongoing and the one that sustains so NLP is so powerful that it can easily even with somebody who is not well trained on it it can easily get what appears like spontaneous results but they're not sustaining results. So it has created a wide set of people who are going around, millions of them, with the hallucination that, that whatever they're doing is producing results. And what it has really done to that person, to whoever they're working with, is it's shifted their state momentarily. It's brought them out of something for a moment. And when the person goes back to their actual context, they go back into the same challenge than the same rut that they, that they originally came out of. So to me, NLP works means this. NLP works means that after a specific change, the results that are produced are sustaining. The results are producing new changes and behaviors that support the person on whom NLP has been applied. So NLP does work, but only when it is done by someone who's extremely skillful at the NLP application. Now it surprises me, people don't uh, take somebody who's just joined a martial class, arts class and give him 10 layers of brick and say, break this. No, they know that this person is learning. And we make the distinction in almost every field, in cooking, in art, in maths. We know that when someone is learning, that there is going to be a period of time before which they are not able to produce the results that the field is supposed to produce. But somehow, with the, with the world of NLP, this, this fact is completely missed out. People do a two-day training, a half-a-day training, a six-day training, 
and somehow uh, the people around them expect great things from them. The best a six-day training can do is provide a person with the tools and skills and programming necessary that over a period of time they become excellent in this field. But uh, unfortunately today you have people running around all the world saying, I might not be a practitioner, I can do this, I can do that, and, and making a fool of everybody, including the ones who are very good in this field. Well, long time ago there was Marshall University that told Bandler, we have tried out NLP and it doesn't seem to work. Then Bandler said, okay, send me three of your most challenging clients and let me show you what I can do. And uh, apparently, as it is described on the book, um, they sent him three challenging cases on a Sunday. And uh, they only had uh, recording devices, uh, tapes, for an hour and a half. And when they tell Bandler about that problem, Bandler says, what are you going to do with all the free time in those tapes? So he completes the intervention with all the three of them in less than an hour and a half. And it has been documented that not only did they get results right then, but they also got results many, 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 many years later when, when the university went back and interviewed them. Not only was there a permanent transformation in the specific application they came for, but also the quality of their life had improved in a variety of ways. Now this is documented in the book Magic in Action. The point I'm making is that there are individuals who know to make NLP work. NLP by itself can do nothing. It's just the name given to a set of processes and tools that are available to individuals who appreciate and are trained on it properly. So yes, the application of NLP by a skilled practitioner will work to produce results. First of all, any skilled NLP practitioner will start any work they do with a client with the approach of not expecting any outcome at all. It's one of the strong presuppositions of NLP. It's one of the basic fundamentals with which Milton Erickson did his work on which NLP has modeled everything, is that human beings are so different from each other that you cannot expect to run the same pattern and get the same result on every client that you work with. So I have worked with thousands of individuals, but even today, when someone comes even for the simplest of phobias to me, I would start with a no expectation frame in my mind. I start with, let's find out what is possible. Now, no expectation doesn't mean it is not measurable. Although I start with a no expectation frame internally, I always, until now, have delivered something significant. It's because when I'm working with a client, I look at, okay, so what next? What is the possibility? What is a, what is a new way of thinking that we can explore with the client? What is a new unconscious process that we can install and I would do that and I would test it and it's measurable. Fortunately, every internal thought process manifests itself in some way in the physical form, either in a change of skin color, in the breathing or muscles tensing in a specific part of the body. And if you're trained to notice them, then you know when there is a significant change. If you're trained to notice them, you would know 
the original condition of the person and the change that has happened after your specific intervention. And my policy is simple. I just use two basic principles. If whatever I'm doing is producing a change in the right direction, then I continue to do more of it. And if whatever I'm doing is not producing the right response, then I would do anything else. Now, that is very easy to say, but very difficult to do. Primarily because of two reasons. One, when the change is very small, but in the right direction, how do I know that there is a change? This is where training plays a key role. My eyes have to look for the most minute and subtle differences that exist. My ears have to pay attention to timber, tonality, change in volume, rhythm. My body has to pay attention to my own sensations as I'm continuously mirroring the person in front of me to notice very minor changes, shifts that are useful. It, it was said that Milton Erickson, from him a lot of NLP has been modeled, was, was, was struck by polio and he was paralyzed. The medical doctors told him that he cannot walk. But one day, Milton became aware of minor, very minor movements in his body. What we now call as micro-muscles. He was sitting on a chair and he, and he had this powerful thought as he looked outside the window that uh, I want to take a walk in that street. And he, and he recognized the chair moved. Milton recognized that it must have been something that he did that moved the chair. So he reproduced the thought and the chair moved. In the beginning it appeared that nothing in his body moved and the chair moved by itself. But as Milton continued to pay attention to finer distinctions. He recognized there were a part of his muscles in his leg that were moving that normally a person would miss. There were part of muscles in his legs that were moving that even he wasn't aware of until he developed this finer sense of distinction. And then for two years he continuously exercised those muscles. For two years he exercised those minor muscles that nobody else could see or notice that he was doing. He obsessively, compulsively exercised his muscles until finally he fully got movements in both his legs and he was able to walk. Now, if Milton couldn't have detected those minor movements, he wouldn't have known that what he's doing is working. He wouldn't have sustained and persisted for two years in that direction. So this is key. A good practitioner has the ability to notice the minute and the most subtle change and appreciate it. Because then, if you know something is working, you just do it more times. That's what I do. When I work with clients, I attempt a variety of things. To an onlooker, it might appear like the, nothing significant is going on. To me, I know which one of those techniques or method is producing a considerable change. And then when I do more of it in, in, in package form, it just amplifies the result. 
So when I'm done with it, it is not a subtle change. It's a significant change. The, the second thing that is necessary to, to embrace the principle of do whatever works and if something doesn't work, do anything else, is mastery of one's own state. A lot of times people are attached to their methods and principles and techniques so much that they're blinded almost to see that what they're doing is not working. So this requires personal mastery. I have the flexibility to drop every knowledge that I have of NLP and explore a new model if I'm getting a different response from a particular client that does not match my current belief or experience. This is key. So yes, so NLP does work when the practitioner has these distinctions, when the practitioner has the flexibility to explore beyond defined boundaries and has a skill of measuring the slightest of change in the right direction. A practitioner of NLP does not have an expectation of what is going to be the outcome of a session, but has a very measurable outcome at the end of the session. So we discuss two very important things. The practitioner of NLP does not have any expectation from the client of how the session is going to go or what is going to be the result. Second, has precise measurements of what just happened. And then there is a third thing. A good NLP practitioner practices what is called the art of generalization, which means you take a small change that has happened in a person's life and you make it so that this change replicates itself in every other aspect of their life. This is important. This is key. Children learn this way. When you touch fire when you're young, you learn not to touch fire of any size, any color. And that is a very critical learning. You, you learn to open a couple of doors and then no matter which hotel or restaurant or house you go to, you know to open all kinds of doors. This is called generalization. A good NLP practitioner will always focus on generalization. Take a change that is significant and, and multiply it exponentially. That's generalization. And the brain is capable of doing it. This is how we learn everything that we learn. A good neurolinguistic programmer will tap into the brain's potential to generalize powerful learning. So let me conclude with an example of these three principles. No expectation, precise measurement, and generalization. So there's this lady who approached me who was driving for several years and she met with an accident. And uh, ever since that accident, she stopped driving. So when she came and approached me, I did not know what pattern I'm going to use, although I've done hundreds of cases like this before. I started with a no expectation frame. She's a new client, a new person, and I'm curious to explore what is possible with her and I start working with her and I go to the classic fast phobia pattern and it produces the result that it is expected to produce and I'm able to watch the minor changes in the body that demonstrate to me that she no longer has the same response to the thought of driving 
and then I associate her into the situation so that she feels as if she's already driving and I pay attention very carefully with my eyes, ears and the physical sensations on my body to verify that she is no longer afraid. Then I help her generalize by future pacing this in multiple situations, seeing her drive on a long drive, going to different places. And then I, I hand her my car keys and she takes it for a test drive. She comes back happily running, saying, wow, I'm able to drive. Then I ask her to go for multiple drives right after that. And she goes, she enjoys to drive and she comes back. And I meet her the next day and she tells me, she used to have fear of escalators as well and that fear has also vanished along with the fear of driving. This is a classic example of where you're not laying a burden on the client by setting an expectation, yet you have precise measurement of what the outcome is and where the client has generalized getting over a fear from a fear of driving to fear of escalators as well. So this is a short demonstration of how NLP works in the hands of a skillful practitioner. So my answer to the question, does NLP work, actually is, it depends on who is doing it. And yes, it works when it is practiced by people who are fully trained on it. Okay, so if you train on LP, go make something work. If not, get yourself trained. And uh, I will see you again very soon. Until then, I'm signing off. This is Antonosola John. Mm -hmm.